Well, you've returned for more, have you? This, I believe, will be a review of the latest episode. You see, earlier today, some idiots, stupid, stupid, idiot book burners, approached me and asked for a review of the episode. Well, I just walked over to the nearest dumpster and I pointed. No, but really, the last time I... I saw something as despicable as Game of Thrones, Season 4, Episode 7, Mocking Nerd. I flushed it. As usual, I shall keep my policy regarding revelations from later books of the series. Even though the show apparently is not. There shall be no spoils! For every spoil... I will kill you. Throughout these reviews, I'd just like to make something clear, if I may. I do not intend to repeat my work, repeat myself, my recaps, as they were, my live anger, the Blue Ravens, there are many of them on the site, as well as the Twitter. You can find him there. What I intend to do for these anger reviews, as it were, is to go through some of the most vexing and inauspicious violations of the books as I see them. Let's begin, shall we? I'm just trying to remember where to start. The episode was quite long, a lot of filler, 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 complete lack of hodor, completely unnecessary nudity from Melisandra, more filler, more filler, and then yes, your sister, your sister. To be honest, I'm not really sure what Aiden Gillian, Aiden Gillian, Aiden Gilligan, Aiden Gilligan's island is exactly up to. You see, the line in the books, of course, is very simply, Only Church! Why they would change this? No one understands! But let's get into it, shall we? Littlefinger, as portrayed on the show by the writers, is clearly some sort of vaudeville villain, vaudevillian villain. He's constantly twisting his mustache while tying Santa to the proverbial railroad tracks, which I'm sure the show has, because after all, they have straight ragers and French sleeves and Japanese hairpins in the hair no one understands. And he's constantly going around telling everybody, this is what my plan is. This is exactly what my plan is. What does he think this is? Batman the Dark Knight Returns? It doesn't matter who we are. What matters is our plan. I just realized that's him in that scene. (gasps) You thought I was going to say no one understands there, didn't you? Yeah, I know. You thought I was. And I didn't say it, now did I? No, I didn't. I don't always have to say it. 
I can choose when I say it. No one understands! See? There. Having Littlefinger going around simply telling everybody, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to marry off to Robin Aaron. I'm going to take control of the crown. Chaos is a ladder. He's, he's constantly ruining the entire point of his character. He is supposed to be someone who perhaps he's out to make himself to be the next hand of the king, but the controller of the realm, of the kingdoms, the kingmaker. Maybe maybe like like Tywin Lannister of old. To which I referred, of course, Tywin Lannister's first term as Hand of the King under the Mad King Ares the Second Targaryen, which of course has been completely gone unmentioned from the show. No one understands. But still, I find it completely lacking in the tension and mystery of what makes the character of Pitar Baelish, not Peter, so interesting. You know, there's actually someone who's gone so far as to say that having him say, Your sister, instead of only cat is a far better choice of dialogue for the character. And this, I believe, leads into something that has proved most angersome for me for the entire uh, series as it goes. There was a writer for a certain publication, which will not be named Vanity Fair, who claims that she has read the books. However, she goes so far as to say that the television show on HBO is better than the books. Well, let me tell you something, lady. single page! She says things like, for some reason, which no one understands. I think she actually says a little bit of a shout-out there. She goes and says, for some reason, which George R. R. Martin hasn't told anybody, the main characters in A Feast for Crows do not appear in A Dance with Dragons, and vice versa. Apparently, she can't seem to operate a Google, because any idiot, any stupid idiot, even book burners, should be able to understand that A Dance with Dragons and A Feast for Crows take place concurrently. If you should so happen to avail yourself possibly on a reread of the series together, I recommend the version of the books which places the chapters interspersed called A Ball of Beasts to show them as George R. R. Martin, the creator, intended. This new strand, shall we call them, of book readers who claim that the show is better is far more dangerous to us than any book burner to begin with. For you see, what they do is validate book burning. They go ahead and say, it's fine. You've seen seasons one, two, and three. You can just skip those books. There's no need to read them because, well, there's nothing that happens in the books that's different from the show. Oh, only except for everything. No one understands. These people serve to enable the book burners to go on living their happy-go-lucky, stupid, idiotic, meaningless lives without the simple joy and comfort of reading the books. I say this to you, 
book burner enablers. I will find you. Another thing that's gotten me quite angry about the books as it translates to the screen of HBO is simply the changes that have been made to Arya's character in last week's episode, this week's episode, this week's episode! Rorge and Biter meet Sandor Clegane, the Hound, and Arya Stark. They then die. They're dead! Arya, quite simply, is not going through the character transformation she goes through in the books. In the books, her first kill is the fat boy, followed by Chiswick Weiss. The guard at Harren Hall. The tickler. Is that gold in the village? Is that silver? Where is the brotherhood? Is that gold? And then brings us to the knight in service of Sir Mark Piper, who has fled the Red Wedding, to which she first gives the gift of mercy. Cannot even begin to explain how important this is to later facets and factors and permutations of what happens in the book. Suffice to say, it's kind of important. We shouldn't go through changing things when we know where the story will take us. Another change that has made me quite angry, and as some people have actually gone so far as to notice themselves, are the changes from women in power to men. This happened this past week with Lady Tanda Stokeworth becoming transmogrified into Lord Stokeworth. There is also the change in when Oberyn Martell and Elia are taken to King's Landing in the past by their mother, what, King's Landing? Well, they go to King's Landing first in the books! They then go to Lannisport. They then meet the Lord of Casterly Rock. Who are they taking their by in the books? Their mother, the Princess of Dorne, and not their father! No one understands why they would change a simple thing like this for a show that tries to be progressive and uh, uh, forward-leaning when it comes to the role of women in some cases rather than the objectification which t- of women which constantly runs rampant and riddled throughout the show. Instead, these women of power need I mention are completely cut from the show, or in these cases, turned directly to men. I cannot say specifically, but my little birds tell me that this is being done deliberately. Yes, that's right, my dear army of anger. This is being done in order to set up Daenerys Targaryen, winning the Iron Throne as being utterly unprecedented. And more of that uh, shock value, you know, Oh, dude, no way, bro! Factor. 
Clearly, there have been strong Targaryen queens and princesses in the past. There have been strong female ladies in control of their own kingdoms. There have been many queens in the past. But apparently the show doesn't seem to care about them! Which brings us to my final point, the attempts to buy off the readers, or as I call them, the army of anger, the book believers, to buy us off from the books. They're taking dialogue from the trial of Tyrion Lannister. They're taking it straight from the books. They're taking his his dialogue in the Black Cells stories. The character of Lally's has now returned. Sandor's story of how he got his freak face. I will say one last thing about this. This does not make up for Stannis' baby abominations, chest-saving, and what they did to Jane Westerling. She who shall not be named. No one understands. No one understands. I will now go through my week's uh, tally of book burner conversions. I have converted a dozen book burners this past week, bringing my overall conversion count to 58,600 five of which are my only surviving children. I also attempted again this week to get Eric to read the books. I have yet to convert Eric, the elusive white whale, that fiend of a man. Eric, uh, to a book reader, as I call them, the book believers. <sighs> you will be one of us, Eric. My earlier attempts to torture his family proved costly and... Unfortunately, it has been brought to my attention that simply killing him will not convince him to read the books. Uh, this weekend, of course, I happened upon a po- quite ponderous approach. I'm starting to flay his skin! Yeah, give a hat tip to Ramsey Bolton and uh, House Bolton for all his help. On that. And so, my friends, I leave you with this. Three simple words to get you through another week 